The Old Testament reading selected for Life Sunday is from Genesis chapter 1. Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds and of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them, and he said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food, and every beast of the earth, and every bird of the heavens, and everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given the, every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when it says all things are put in subjection, it is plain that he, accepted who, he is accepted who put all things in subjection under him. When all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to him who put all things in subjection under him, that God may be all in all. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 17th chapter. Jesus said, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. This is the gospel of our Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So as we celebrate Life Sunday this morning, we are reminded what our gospel reading says, what Christ our Lord says, that we are in the world but not of the world. He also warns in that reading, as he's praying to the Father, he warns that we will be hated. We will be hated by the world for not being of the world. So, dear Christians, expect to be hated. You are different 
And by the way, I think if we just stop worrying in the church, just stop trying to, to be cool by the world's standards, the better off we will be. Because the world already thinks you're weird. Just own it. It's okay. Because you are weird. You are different. You have been washed clean. You have been given new life. You have been set apart from the world of filth and death and decay. You're in the world but not of the world. But do you know who is of the world? The devil and his minions are of the world. Christ himself calls the devil the ruler of this world. This is in John 12. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the apostle Paul calls the devil the god of this world who binds the minds of the unbeliever to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ. And in Ephesians 2, Paul also talks about how the devil is now at work in the sons of disobedience. So he is working in and through evil people in this world. So yeah, the devil is real. Scripture calls him Satan, that is the accuser, the adversary. He is a tempter, we're told. He is a liar. He is a murderer. And he dazes and confuses people, even to the point of transforming himself to be, to appear as an angel of light, trying to convince the whole world that his goals, his will, is actually good. But the truth is, the devil simply wants to destroy all that God says is good. Okay, so this makes sense, right? The devil hates God, right? Okay, we all agree. That means that the devil hates all that God says is good. And as we said in, we read in Genesis chapter 1, he especially hates creation and mankind especially. Because as we heard in Genesis 1, on the sixth day, God created all that, all that there was, but human beings. He created in his own likeness. Man is the crown, the apex, the pinnacle of God's creation. And so God went on that sixth day. He takes that step back. And what does he see? What does he say? He said, it's not just good. It is very good. So if the devil hates what God says is good and God says this is very good, what do you suppose the devil thinks of mankind and, and his apex in creation? Very bad. God loves human beings, the devil hates us. God loves families, the devil wants to tear our families apart. God loves human sexuality, male and female, he created them, we read in Genesis 1. The devil wants to blur or queer those lines as our today's activists advocate and say. The Lord unites man and woman together in marriage for our good, and the devil wants to, us to despise marriage as it's uh, just a piece of paper. The Lord created husband and wife to be father and mother to their children. The devil says husband and husband or wife and wife is just as good, maybe even better. The Lord graciously gives us the gift of children. The devil wants us to think of them as a choice to either be kept or thrown away, discarded as if nothing. And by the way, 
Just ask the mother who's ever had a miscarriage or ask the couple that is unable to conceive if pregnancy is a choice. They know. They know that it is a blessing and it is a precious gift from God, our Heavenly Father. Psalm 127, the Lord says, Children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward like arrows in the hand of a warrior are children's of, children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. The devil whispers, there's no way God's going to provide for a quiver full of children. So just go ahead. They're going to be holding you back from your dreams. So go ahead and sacrifice them to the altar of our idols today. Convenience, your education or your career, more money, more leisure, or just your own personal happiness. But let me ask you this. Will any of those things matter in heaven? Are they eternal? Not one bit. Will your baptized, believing children be with you in heaven? Are they eternal? There's hardly a better blessing than being surrounded by your children, your grandchildren, great-grandchildren, all the way down the line as you rejoice in the Lord in heaven. Can't think of much better. God says life is a gift, so the devil wants to destroy it. At the beginning or the end of life, he doesn't care. It doesn't matter to him, for he is a murderer from the beginning. So don't be fooled. Don't be fooled, dear, dear children of God. James 4, 7 says, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist. Resist by standing firm upon the word of God, this word of God that sheds light into our lives and to our path. And that is how we will recognize the devil and his deadly deceptions. So thanks be to God, Roe versus Wade was overturned not too long ago. We can rejoice and give thanks to God a step in the right direction. But essentially, that Supreme Court decision simply pushed the decision and the laws of abortion now back down to the state level. That's where we're at. So yet, over still half of the states in the United States either have no restrictions on abortion up until birth, or they only restrict when the baby is deemed viable. That's their word. And that is that they are able, the baby is able to survive outside of its mother's womb, the fetus, they would call it. But in another example of just how deceptive Satan and his minions are, many of these states don't specify when that viability occurs. Or they will leave it up to the abortion provider of all people to make that judgment and to determine whether a fetus is viable or not. Back in 2019, I remember watching on TV the Governor Cuomo in the state of New York uh, enacting such a law, writing such a law into effect. And at the time, some argued, oh, that's, that's not quite true. The bill actually says that abortions can't be done after 24 weeks unless the mother is at risk. Sorry, more lies and deception by the sons of disobedience. 
The bill actually states that if the abortion is necessary to protect the patient's life, the mother's life, or health, and that's where they get you. Because precedent has shown that health of the mother can include anything. Physical health, emotional health, psychological health, familial health, and just simply the age of the woman. So the sad reality is that in, in New York and in half of the states of the United States, mothers are free to kill their unborn children up until birth, if they so choose, for any reason. All they need is a doctor's note from the abortionist. And in this world of filth and death and decay, the sons of, of disobedience, they applaud this as a good thing. Serving the devil's will, they call darkness light, and they call evil good. And as I watched, as the applause ascended from the New York State Senate floor when this horrific bill was signed, I knew that Satan was right there along with them applauding every step of the way, for this is his will. So if I haven't been clear enough, let me be crystal clear. Abortion is of the devil. It is a lie. It is evil. It is satanic. And it must be preached against by all Christian pastors. It must be stood up against by all true Christian believers. As you know, Jeremiah 1 famously says, it is the Lord who forms in the womb. The Lord formed Jeremiah, lovingly formed Jeremiah, knit him together. The Lord has formed you. He has formed me, and he has formed my beautiful, precious children in the womb. And he formed, lovingly formed, each and every one of those 63 million plus babies that were formed in their mother's womb who have now been murdered since 1973 in this country. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we do have a gracious God. We truly do. Our loving Father, he, he gives and he gives and he gives some more, more than we could ever comprehend, more than we could ever thank him for. And he gives us the gift of life to cherish and to love and to enjoy that you may have life abundantly, Christ has come. But for too long, we too have fallen for Satan's lie. The lie that we get to choose. The lie that we get to be in control over God's gracious choosing, over his gracious gifts. For far too long, we have elevated our own will over and above his will. We've been living of the world, not just simply in the world. And we demand, no God, it is my choice. And that's really the heart of the matter. Man's selfish demands versus God's gracious giving and gifts. So yes, the devil is real, and yes, agents of the devil are now at work in this world, but don't be discouraged, dear believers in Christ. Read the Gospels. Time and time again, we read in the Gospels of Jesus coming and casting out demons with all authority and power and might. Satan and his minions are powerless 
They have no choice when face-to-face with Jesus. They must flee when Christ is present and when they hear his word spoken. For Christ has overcome the world, he says. And in his death and his resurrection, he has already defeated the devil and death and this culture of death. And in the end, as we read in the gospel reading, he will, or the epistle reading, he will destroy every rule and every authority and power. You know how it ends. And that, my friends, is the weapon that God has given to us to fight against the evil of Satan, the evil of this world. He gives us his word. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Jesus prays in his high priestly prayer. So what can we do then about our national sin of abortion? Pray. Pray that those clouded in darkness may be brought into the light of Christ, the light of truth. Get involved if you're not already. Check out the Lutherans for Life table in the back. There's good stuff there uh, that you can look into. And speak God's word. Speak God's word, encouraging repentance to those that you know and those you have influence over, that there may be forgiveness in Christ, for that is always the goal, forgiveness. Know that Christ died for all sins against life, including, yes, the sin of abortion. If you or if someone you know has ever had an abortion, be assured that there is abundant overflowing forgiveness in Jesus Christ's shed blood for you. If the devil has fooled you, or perhaps you've been lukewarm on these issues, sitting on the fence trying not to offend anybody, well, know that Christ died for your sin of fear and indifference as well. If you've made an idol out of your education, career, finance, leisure time, or your fleshly desires or your own personal happiness, Christ's blood covers all of those sins too. For he has consecrated himself for you. And now, forgiven and set apart by Christ and his word, armed with his word upon our lips, we Christians now are free. We are free to stand up against evil. We are free to care for the smallest among us, the helpless among us who cannot speak for themselves. We are free to support and to bolster our young families, encourage young people, young young couples to have children, to get married and have children, if God so chooses, to give them a quiverful, which, by the way, is five. Just saying. And bring those little ones to church, that they may be baptized, that they may be sanctified in the word of truth, God's word, and that they may be holy in Christ, united to him. Dear believers in Christ, united to Christ, we are in the world, not of the world. So Satan and the world hate us. They think we're weird. So what? You are different. We're different because we are clean. We have been given new life, a new life of faith. We have been given a life of faith and love and good works. We are set apart from the world of filth and death and decay. 
In Christ, we are free to speak the truth and we're free to stand up for what is right, to love and to cherish life at all stages, beginning to end, all stages. We care for people of all sizes, just as our Lord Jesus cares for us and for all people. Because a person is a person, no matter how small. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.